Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. You know, I realize, because that's the truth, actually. Many years back, it occurred to me that we say covenant, 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 old covenant, new covenant. And all the time in the Bible, we say, my covenant with Abraham, my covenant with Moses, my covenant with Noah, my covenant with uh, the children of Israel, my covenant um, yeah, with David, my covenant, my new covenant, covenant with you, which is the new covenant. And we see covenant, covenant, covenant. Uh, many, some years back, it just occurred to me that, yes, yeah, covenant is how God deals with humanity, you know. And because I am one. So the truth is, when you talk of new covenant, it's because you particularly, you, I mean, you have a covenant with God. We all do, but you do. Now, it's to the extent that you know that you're in a covenant and the terms of your covenant that you benefit from it. And that's the mistake many people make. And that's why we can all be children of God, we can all be heading for heaven no doubt about it, but to see what, how much of God we manifest here and how much of his grace and benefits and, I mean, and blessings we manifest depends on how much of, I mean, how much we understand of uh, our relationship with him. Because there, defining that is like who you are in him and what he has made available for you. Those two things are key. And quickly, if I must explain to you, in the new covenant, you are absolutely nothing. I mean, you are zero, except that you are everything in Christ Jesus. You are 100% in Christ. Outside him, you are zero. Did you hear me? Zero. So you can, you can be a Christian and yet struggle through life. Why? Because you don't even know who you are. And you don't know what you have. So it's not sufficient for you to be a prince. But what if the prince does not know that he's different from the slave? Then he will behave like a slave. Even when they try to make him a prince by every, I mean, at every turn, he will always reduce himself to the place of a slave. Why? Because he does not know who he is. You see, when I was growing up, there's this show about something that this show and the people will play. It's not for us. I mean, I mean, you know, they used to fight themselves. Oh, boy, no fear at all. Oh, darling, oh, boy, You know what it means? It said, no matter how much you deck a monkey, giving the most expensive attire in the world, lifting beyond the, not- the notable kings around, he will disgrace you. Because in public, he will behave like a monkey. But what if the monkey gets to know that I am their king? Everything will change. So my scripture is back to the book of Proverbs. See, there's an evil I've seen under the sun. Princes are walking on foot. And slaves are riding horses. That's the book of Proverbs. And that's what this year is all about. When the Lord began to talk to me for a theme, he said, I think this year is covenant reality. 
And you see, you cannot live above your reality. You can't. You can't live above your reality. Um, and um, when the thing was given, I started asking God. I said, that means that I'll be talking on this thing the whole of the year. Man, what will I be talking about? But this God is too much. When he gives a theme, he gets me right there the whole year, even beyond. I can still go back to speak on open doors. It's an, it's a, it's, it's an eternal thing. Because even this, I see it as, I see open doors right in this thing, straight away. But let's just quickly look at some scriptures. So, uh, the challenge usually is people don't know the difference between the old and the new. Now that we've come to know that we are children of God, you think that you are exactly like the Jews. Yes, we are only in Christ. We are not exactly, we are not Judaizers. No. And that's why when it comes to what Christ came to do, he came to remove the partitioning wall first between humanity and God and then between the Jews and the Gentiles. So make two, one in Christ. And in Christ is with that one removed. So remove the partitioning between them. It's neither Jew nor Greek. Neither Jew nor Gentile. Neither male nor female. Come on. And then it was all in Christ. That's, that's summarized exactly all he came to do. Bring us back to him and remove the, the lines of enmity and divisions. Praise the Lord. And so the whole of the book of Hebrew actually did that. Explaining the difference and explaining what our rights and benefits are in Christ Jesus. So I want to start from that scripture of Hebrews chapter 13 again. That's the last chapter of the book of Hebrews. So the benediction to the book of Hebrews from verse 20. Yes. Now, everybody say now. I like that. Your realities begin to change from now. In the name of Jesus. Pastor, you said it's on Sunday. Oh, yeah. The reality you got on Sunday is getting better. So it's changing more. It's further for changing now. You say, what do you mean by that? With every day in Christ Jesus, you become more like him. He says, my little children will my labor until Christ be fully formed in you. We know that the day we gave our life to Christ, there was perfection. I mean, we were completing him. Everything is there. But then, how do you explain fully formed until he's fully formed? Because we are tripartite in nature. You are a spirit being. As far as your spirit is concerned, there's perfection. But to see your personality here is defined by your mind. And, to, and so we talk of mindset. And that's why your environment is key. And by your environment, we talk of who you relate with, what you study, what you read, the culture you pursue, or you grow in, your background, what has made you you, um, unique, unique from every other person on earth. 
And that's why there are certain positions that until I feel the fire. There are certain positions that until you get exposed to certain places or certain levels of, uh, of grooming, you cannot occupy. You say, why? You don't have the capacity. So everybody may want to be the president of Nigeria or the president of the United States. If you don't have the capacity, I give you one hour. It will be obvious. So it's not enough to pray that God take me to a climb, take me to be the highest in Lagos. It's okay. He can do it like that. But you see, he's taking you there will be subject to many things. One of them is, if I take him there, can he handle it? Hello? God will not take you there for you to fail because God doesn't fail. Hello? And that's why God will continuously change your reality until it conforms with where you're going. So the next two steps you take, he will deal with you so much that your realities keep on changing and keep on changing. I mean, let me ask you a plain question. And um, You see, how many are older than 10 years here? Just say amen. Okay, some are not. That's okay. Although when I see gray hair, but they are not. Uh, because it didn't answer me. Now, why I'm asking that is this. Your desires 10 years ago, your wish list, compare them with your desires this year. Are they the same? Your realities have changed. Your priorities have changed. Your desires have changed. And so your pursuits have changed. I told my wife, I said, you see those years, those four years of transition, there was a time. I felt so, God help me, man, this thing is getting really. And I would pray, the prayer, I said, God, you see, this woman that I met, this is just declared that she's the one now. I'm okay, I'm not looking for too much. Ah, God, which side are you there? It was answering me, but I didn't hear. He said, how do you say it was answering you didn't hear? Because when God's answers are no, we seem not to hear. We think he doesn't answer. Why, why did I go that way? Because he would change my realities to a place where I will know when it is, when it is. And I'll be able to handle what I have. You see, why am I saying this? Because God will never stop changing you. He's always making you becoming like Christ. Your level of patience 10 years ago is different now. Man, you could stand nobody some 20 years ago. You would deal, but today you are so calm. Maybe it's age. But it's not necessarily. Hmm. So I said that to say that it's not so much age. coming like him. I'm talking now of the fruits of the spirit. So now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ or our Lord Jesus from the dead that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. Hello? Uh-huh. Make you, make Taiwo, 
complete, perfect, fit, capable, qualified, totally enabled in every good work. So it's possible. And why am I saying this? These are your benefits in the covenant. You know, we were talking to a group of women yesterday, and some of them, I guess, are here. Pastor Nutia and I were talking to them. And I asked the question, how many of you contributed some stuff to your being born to this world? I mean, you were able to consult with your daddy and your mommy. You consulted with God and then with your daddy and your mommy. I said, no, you, you are from this nation. I'm not going to come through you. I'm going to come through them. I'm going to come through Buckingham Palace. No, I'm going to come through the farm in... No, no, no. You contributed nothing, and yet you are here. In the same way, what did you contribute to being born again? Was it because you were better than those who are still struggling? Who are even much, much older than you? No. Pastor, I contributed something. The only one you contributed, what you contributed was, you believed him when he said, I will do this. That's all. Or I have done this. You believe, that's all. Your contribution is a belief. I know that's more difficult to do than anything here. When in the face of what is not, you are believing that this is what it is. Hello? Having said that, then I begin to understand. Then I want to ask this next question, which is this. Now that I didn't contribute anything, what did I, was I able to force my dad to take care of me? Or my mom to be responsible? Or in the case we are both of them, are irresponsible? Did you force anybody that showed you kindness that brought you to where you are today? Because even when your dad and your mom abandoned you, God got somebody to just show you kindness. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting here today. You would have died. So what I'm asking is this. Uh, what did you contribute to the nurturing you got? So whether we're talking physical, so like we're talking of the physical sense, it's simply in the spirit realm. You think God will birth you and leave you to rot? Or to fail. Now it's easier to believe that my dad will do everything he I mean everything conceivable to make me the best that I mean. I mean within his power to make me the best that I can be in life. What about my father God? Because he has a relationship with me. I'm his son right now. That's covenant. Now I I have two choices either to start to believe that this my father we do much more than my earthly father did or has done or is doing. So I have a choice to believe that or not to believe him and then live the rest of my life as an abandoned, neglected, suffering, going to die in the suffering forever. The choice is mine. So you see why it's important to understand what we're talking about? Because God will not relate with you except in a covenant relationship. So the first line you draw from that is that, Hush, I'm special. I am. In spite of what I'm expressing, in spite of what I'm seeing, in spite of, in spite, I am special to God. That's not being prideful. That's just the reality. 
am. If you only, Pastor, if only you have the knowledge or the tiniest knowledge of what I'm going through, you won't say that. No, 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 no. I will say it. In fact, the more is why I will say it. Because what you are trying to tell me is that you are suffering a lot, and I'll prove to you that people wouldn't suffer half as much as you are dead. What about that? So it's my father. And then the interesting thing, because I don't have too much time, is that this my father is a God of peace. In fact, every, every time. Let me show you something. In my, my favorite Ephesians chapter 2, I'll show you something. I, I love you more than anything. I love. You're the only one. I'll read quickly. Ephesians chapter 2. And you, Tyro, he made alive who were dead. Come on, never forget. Who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the curse of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now walks, is still a walk in many people. Can't you see how privileged you are? In the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all, I mean, we all once. Uh, conducted our lives like them. We were exactly the same. We're not better. Thank God for Jesus. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, <laughs> just as the others. Uh-huh. But God, ever say, but God. I can, ah, only them here now. Got it. Uh, oh yeah, this. Okay, I can hear from there and there. Uh-huh. But God, who is what? Pause, pause, pause. Who is what? Who is what? Rich. No, wait, wait, wait. We'll talk about what he is. He is what? Rich. If I say rich, what names will come to your mind? And, I mean, right now, if I just say some people are rich. Come on, give me names. Uh-huh. The Microsoft man. Uh, the Facebook man. You can go on and on and on and on. But these are God is rich. Rich in what? Mess. But you see, his, his, his riches are not just in mercy. Swing anywhere. Nobody is as rich. Swing in any direction. Nobody is as rich. And he's my father. Many who are rich in this world are not rich in peace. In fact, they are empty in peace. But this our God is rich in mercy, rich in substance, rich in peace, rich in everything. But God who is rich in mercy because of what? He's what? Great. Come on. He's what? Great. Come on. Because of what? He's great. Great what? Love. With which what? I'm special. 
I am. You don't even need to tell me. In fact, you may be telling me opposite. But my choice now, I mean, the problem now, I mean, my, 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 my dilemma will be what to believe. But it will never be a dilemma for me. Or my challenge will be what to believe. I won't believe you. When I can see this. That's why we say, when it comes to reality, this reality is not up to human opinion. Provided you know who you are. Different people have different opinions of you. And why are you fighting them for that? In fact, you've been wasting your time fighting people because of the opinions they have of you. You just live up to who you are. Their own opinions. Opinions do change. Okay. Because, because, but, but God was such a mercy because of his great love with which he loved Tyro. Even when we were dead, come on, somebody hearing me. Even when we were dead in trespasses, what did he do? Made us. Uh, what did he do? Made us. Come on. This, our God, who is such a mercy, is an expert in making us. We who were dead. He made us. What did he do? Alive. One verse says he quickened us. But if, 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 if the Bible just says he made us alive, or he quickened us, okay, but he always will compare that with some, with <laughs> the real living, the real life. He made us alive together with Christ. So if you want to know how alive you are, Jesus Christ. Because by grace we have been saved. Quickly, 2-6, And when he made me alive, he raised me up. So why are you putting yourself with fighting people and comparing yourself with people when you know who you are? He is rich. He quickens and lifts up and made us see everything is he made alive he made us lifted he made us see this our god is a maker and made us sit together so the question is this you were but now you have been quickened you have been lifted you have been made to sit you are not used to sitting you are always uh, fidgeting and running and worrying but now sit down that's why he's the God of peace until you recognize that you have been made to sit What should not even stand when you stand who try to command you. That in the age, so it's permanent. This will be forever. Ages to come, we still talk about it and recognize it and respect it. Look at verse 11. Let me jump. Therefore, remember now, this is the new covenant we just described. This is descriptive of the new covenant. What we just saw. And I can go on. Therefore, remember. Tell your neighbor, say, remember. remember. Turn to that person, say, remember. remember. If you don't remember, the king will behave like a slave. 
if you don't remember the ones that, wish, that, that, that should not the one that should not stand that, that should not even come near the stool where you put your shoes will climb your head if you don't remember and that's, the, that's one of the plagues of the natural realm so what is it? forgetfulness I see them as too ignorance that they don't know at all or they, used, or they knew and they, they forgot the person who doesn't know and the person who, who knew and forgot they are the same their results will be the same therefore remember remember what? that you once gentiles in the flesh who were called on circumcision but was by, uh, by what is called circumcision made in the flesh by the hands verse 12 that at that time you were without Christ so please stop thinking you are who you used to be Because all you meditate upon is, I have suffered. Ah, mm-mm. I know that look. When they look at you that way, because they want to put you down. Ah. No, this one is different. Look me, look me that, that way a thousand times. I'm not the same one they looked that way ten years ago. Because I have lost something. Something has changed. And the truth is, this, nobody will do this for you. You've got to know this for yourself. Covenant reality. Every witch around you, they easily kill you. Really? Your life is hidden with God in Christ Jesus. Something has changed. Kill who? Your great-grandfather, your, great, your great-grand-uncle abused you when you were two years old. And so your life has no meaning at age 50. Nonsense. Whereas if anyone being Christ is a new creation, all things are that door is shut and no man can open it. All things have become new. But you want to go back and keep digging it and look for sympathy. Uh, people will sympathize with you, but you will never exchange their accomplishments or their progress with where you are. They will sympathize with you and leave you. So you get a dose of what you are looking for. Come on, shut that door that is shut. And get up and go forward. It's a new reality. In Christ Jesus. Okay. That at that time you were without Christ. You were without Christ. But now you are in Christ. So what are we talking about? Why are you behaving as though you are without Christ when you are in Christ? Why is all your thinking like you are without, without Christ? They don't like me. They marginalize me. They hate me. They gather against me. <laughs> you are in Christ. At that time you were without Christ At that time you were aliens From the commonwealth of Israel Now you are a shareholder You have a stake in the kingdom If you don't know you still behave like a slave at that time you were strangers from the covenant now you are a covenant child of god see what i mean i don't want to go too much in there there are too much to say when i was saying god show me what i now realize man i can preach this the whole of my life it's good to ask god for grace but where i'm going is this Uh at that time 
from the covenant of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise. At that time, you had no hope. If you have no hope now, don't you see there's something wrong? When you're in Christ, why are you behaving like you used to be? At that time, you are without God in this world. Come on. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, is your Father. Now you know that your earthly father has been a caretaker all along. That's why they do get to a place where they die. And you'll be left alone. And you're never alone. God is your father. And what, what earthly fathers do, what they do is that they get you, they nurture to a place where your focus now turns to the real father. Then they'll tell you, okay, bye-bye, continue. Yes! So, at that time, you are without God. Now you are, come on. God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is your Father. You are here to the throne of God. You are joined here with Christ. Uh-uh. Changing reality. See, therefore, remember. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, another person say, you who at the time were enemies of God. Are you hearing me? have not been made, sons have not been brought near by the blood. Why will he say God of peace? Because he's starting from the enemy point of view. You are enemies. You and God, enemies. You are, you hated God. You will attack anything God because you are of your father, the devil in the world. He said we walk, we conduct our lives in that same way, like every other person, the children of wrath disobedient children. That was where we were. We were his enemies. And that's why his title, the God of peace, always comes up when it comes to covenant. Yes, right. So that's where it starts from. So the God of peace that will remove all the enmity between you. And what does the God of peace, what does he do? Go back to Hebrews. Is making you fit for every good work to do his will, working in you everything that will please the Father. I found the same thing here. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 24. The faith we see who called you. We himself will do it. Turn to that quickly. I was talking that last reference. First Thessalonians. Yes, 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 yes. That's 24, right? And I remember I was preaching this. I said, look, what this is saying, Hebrews is saying is that, hey, why are you worrying yourself for how you are going to make it? In the kingdom. He will call you. Always put, there's always a cross. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will always work to adapt you for your calling. I will always work to make you fit. So in other words, can you please allow me make you? Come on, John, James, Peter, and follow me. And I will make you. That is God. Hello? <laughs> so, what's he saying here? The God of peace will make you fit. 
perfect. That's covenant. If I can come to terms with what I'm in covenant with him, I'm not afraid to fail because I will not fail in him. In Jesus', in Jesus name, in him, I will not fail. I will fulfill my assignment in life. In the name of Jesus, I'll be a blessing to humanity. My life will bring glory to his name in the name of Jesus. But do men fail? Oh, yes. Is it possible to fail? Yes. But in Christ Jesus, I will not fail. Because in covenant, he's always with you to make you what you ought to be. Look at that Ephesians chapter 5 verse 24. He will cause his faithful who also will what? Do it. So he calls you to do something and he's the one that will do it. Come on, Philippians. He said, hey, it is God that works in you both to will and to do. Come on, let him. But this is where I'm going. Look at verse 23 of this same verse. This chapter. You know, that was 24. Look at 23. Now, now, is that 23 there? Come on, 23. Can you all read? Now, may the what? God of peace. Himself sanctify you completely and make you whole, spirit, soul, and body uh, be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord. See, who will sanctify you? The God of peace. Who will make you blameless? The God of peace. Who will make you perfect in assignment? The God of peace. That's why it now says, uh, faithful is evil called. That's covenant. I close with this. Uh, Philippians 7, 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing. But by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Is it your husband? Is it your health? Is it your finances? Is it your wife? Is it your children? Is it some friends? Is it some is it the devil? But in the place of assignment, make it known to God. And what will happen? The peace of God. Because they've come to attack you in the place of your assignment, and God is making they can never succeed. The peace of God we guard. That's the military term. We guard your heart. Covenant. I have no father, I have no mother, I have no brother, I have no help. You have God the Father. And now you know you have a covenant with Him. Come on, live in the realization of this and watch Him do it. So be careful for nothing. Stop fretting. Your worrying and fretting disturbs him from doing what he will do. What that does usually is he gets you taking out of his hand and then doing it for yourself, and you mess this up more. Come on, somebody say I'm the covenant child of God. The thing about Christianity is this. The one thing that makes Christianity Christianity is the assurance that we have in Christ Jesus. Remove that. We are not better than any religion. That's why for God so loved the world that he gave the whole entire world. But it is for whosoever believes. So even in the covenant, it is for whosoever believes. Everything you've heard, it is for whosoever believes. Yet it is for all. But it is for whosoever. It is those whoever believe that we manifest it. That's why the church shall live by. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.